I'm Mike Sheridan and this is The Dell. Hey, I'm Mike Sheridan and you're very welcome along to another episode of The Delve. It has been a minute. So since the three episodes that we put out in the summer, I've started working for a publication called Buzz and The Delve has now come across uh, to Buzz as well. Buzz.e, it's an Irish publication and I think what it does is it gives the show an opportunity to be more consistent and to have a bit of help in terms of research on guests, booking guests and post-production and all that type of stuff. So going forward, hopefully it helps. Hopefully we'll have a bit more consistency. We already have some, I think, really good guests lined up too. My guest today is Robbie Amell. Uh, Robbie's in a movie called Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, which is a video game adaptation from the 90s, and it's a reboot of sorts. Previously, there was a few of the movies that went out, uh, directed by Paul T. Anderson, which were uh, big movies, uh, more action-focused, this one's a bit more horror-focused, and it's really good crack. I was genuinely surprised, and I said that to Robbie, about how much I enjoyed it. Now, Robbie Amell, to me, is a fascinating guy, because he just looks like every inch the movie star. He really looks like a young Tom Cruise, and he's been working consistent, consistently in Hollywood over the last decade or so, or even more, in both TV and in film. And a few years back, he self-funded a uh, proof-of-concept short movie called Code, Code 8. The homepage read it, and they then crowdfunded money for the movie to be made. They overshot their target massively. Uh, the movie Code 8 debuted on Netflix at kind of the start of the initial lockdown and the pandemic and did really, really well. There was a strong response to it. And he's currently filming a sequel to that in Toronto. I make uh, vague um, comparisons to the movie Swingers, which is a mid-90s excellent movie with Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. Not a science fiction movie, so a little bit perplexing for Robbie, I think, but uh, made sense in the sense that it would, they were both self-funded. Anyway, uh, Robbie's a really nice guy. I think a really fascinating actor that's going to have a lot of longevity uh, in Hollywood going forward. So enjoy the conversation. Robbie, how are you? Hey, Mike. Good, man. How are you? Not too bad. Like, I wasn't sure if you were going to be in London, if you were going to be in uh, where exactly you were going to be. So you're clearly not in London. Where are you? I'm in Toronto right now. Uh, I spent a summer in Toronto. Uh, oh, on nice. A, on a student visa way back in the day. It's a great town. It's a fun city. I grew up here. My family's still here. Uh, I missed the L.A. sun a little bit. I'm a, I, like, I grew up playing hockey in the coldest parts of Ontario, and my blood thinned right out when I moved to L.A. The, the one thing I remember is we went on a J1 to uh, student visa to the West Coast of America. And it was, they were like, it was all movie along. We were Irish, you know, wet behind the ears, straight in, straight into the airport. And the, the Americans were just in, in, in. Then when we went to Canada, I remember customs stopping, stopping us and being like, where's a good bar to go with her for these guys tonight? I was like, oh, yeah, I like very, Canadians, very just friendly. a lovely bunch. <laughs> so how, how are you feeling about the movie? Um, I saw it a couple of days ago and I really enjoyed it. Genuinely enjoyed it. Oh, I'm thanks. not. I'm I'm not a big gamer at all, but it did bring back some memories of uh, of the game being around and playing the game a little bit in the '90s, in, in my younger days, my far younger days. Uh, you know what? The fact that you're not a big gamer and you like the movie is great because I'm I'm a diehard gamer. I grew up on the games, and and I'm not too too worried about people who played the games like in the movie because I think they're just going to lose their minds over the 
the the the adaptation and the Easter eggs and some and stuff like that. But I watched them with my wife. She loved it, but she's biased because I'm in it. So it's great to hear that you dug it. Uh, I think it's you know I I feel really good about. It. I think I think that Johannes made such a great adaptation of the games, but also delivers on a just like a '90s horror movie with great music, you know, great action and really really great jump scares. I mean, Crush is in there. Like, if, if that doesn't bring you back, I mean, I was born in 82, but if Crush does not bring you back to the mid to late 90s, then absolutely <laughs> nothing will. But it's a, it's pretty direct. It's a pretty direct adaptation, right? So that wasn't yeah, surprising. It, it no, I mean, when I first met with Johannes, I read the script and, and he and I just geeked out for an hour talking about, you know, his adaptation and the tone in the movie and the characters and what was most important to him to bring over. And we were totally on the same page. And um, I just knew that he was the right guy for the job. And I thought what was so great was, you know, if you just, if you just adapt Resident Evil one and two to, uh, to a movie, it would be pretty flat. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of cut scenes to pull from. There's, there's, there's great moments which are in the movie, but I just don't know if you would care that much about the characters. And uh, I think what Johannes did so well was build this connective tissue and these relationships between these people and, and really humanize them and give people, you know, flaws and, and, and something to see in these characters um, and, and relate to. And I think that's why the movie works and, 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 and why you care about the, the part that the parts that are pulled right from the game. Just you were you were a pretty important part at the start of our lockdown uh, here because Code Eight dropped on Netflix became uh, one of the biggest movies in the world, or the number one movie in the world for Netflix at the time, and then Upload kind of dropped a few weeks later. So how surreal is it for you to kind of be, be get all this momentum and and the movie was so well received and the series was so well received, but to be in a lockdown? <laughs> With a, like a new kid and all of this stuff is happening kind of seemingly just outside. You know, it was, uh, it was very weird, but it was, what was really nice was the amount of messages I got from people who were, you know, stuck inside and, and scared about what was going on in the world and that they got a little bit of an escape with, with code eight and with upload. And that meant a lot to me, you know, everybody was, was going through it and just trying to stay safe and, uh, to, to know that, you know, I gave them an hour or an hour and a half or two hours of, of forgetting about something for a minute was really, really cool. And, um, you know, I, I've obviously there was more important things going on in the world, but that was just really nice to, to hear selfishly from, from, from that level. For, and I'm probably showing my age again here, Robbie, but for some reason, Code 8 or the how Code 8 came about kind of reminded me of the movie Swingers. And how Vince oh, really? Vaughn, how Vince Vaughn, I know it seems like a random comparison, but how Vince Vaughn and John Favreau and Ron Livingston and Doug Lyman and how all those guys got that movie made and just did what it took to get that movie made. You obviously, you, you, you did a proof of concept, put your own money into a $70,000, your homepage on Reddit. So it must be so satisfactory now just to satisfy now to be you're making a second or you're, you've just finished making one. We're in week four of filming. I just have a couple of days off for, for my press, but it's like, it's so cool. We got a lot of the same crew back from the first one. Um, everybody's so excited to be, you know, back in the code eight universe, Netflix, you know, Netflix took a chance on us with the, the license on the first one. And 
you know, good for them. They, they saw the success of it and they came to the table in a big way on the second one. And they gave us more money. The movie's bigger and badder. Um, the, the, we brought, we brought as much as we could back from the first one. Jeff and Chris, who wrote the first one have, have, you know, just learned so much in the two years since, since the first one came out and, and, or since we shot the first one and, you know, the script for the second one is better and stronger. And, um, it's just really exciting. You know, we, we always liken it to, to, to being at the roulette table and just pushing our chips, chips in over and over and over again. And, you know, it just keeps coming up, uh, coming up winning for us. So it's, it's, it's really cool. I'm very proud of it. And, uh, it's really exciting to be back shooting part two. Is that shorthand still there with Jeff and with Stephen? Obviously, he's your cousin. You know, you guys know each other since, you know, you were born, literally. So is that shorthand yeah. still there work-wise? It's great. I mean, there's nothing better to me than working with friends and family. And, you know, sometimes you don't know the people when you get into it. But like with Resident Evil, Johannes and I became fast friends very quickly just because we're very similar in in, in our work styles. And, and, and um, you know, I just loved working with him. And Jeff and I, I mean, Jeff and I talk every day. So to be shooting a movie together is just like total, it's gravy for us. It's just, we get to, we get to make something special. We're super proud of. And then Steve and I, it's actually because we both work luckily so often, we don't see each other that often. So shooting code eight is kind of like, you know, the time we get to actually spend together, which is nice. That's great. And uh, you've mentioned previously before as well, that, uh, you'd like to direct, and obviously you've produced the two Code Eight movies, and you've produced a short, literally from the ground up. Um, have you had? You, you were looking at maybe hoping to direct an episode of Upload Season Two. Uh, did you get that opportunity, or are there opportunities coming up where you, you get to step behind the camera and direct? Season Two of Upload didn't work out. I mean, mainly because it was a COVID season, um, and uh, and I had a son uh, who was only one, so it was you know, shoot and get home and, and, and be a dad as much as I can. I am, uh, I'm making a push for, for season three, knock on wood that we, we get a season three. I just watched all seven episodes. It's really, really great. Um, uh, I, the, I'm not a big fan of watching myself, but I really love watching upload cause I'm such a huge fan of the rest of the cast and like, they just make me laugh so much. And, uh, and, and season two is, awesome i think anybody that likes season one is going to really love season two um i would love to direct i I just finished producing a movie in vancouver called float which is a like a lower budget romantic comedy and now you know being back in the producer's chair producing code eight it just feels feels really good uh i would imagine you know in the not too distant future i'll be stepping behind the camera and you find even been on a set like resident evil with johannes just kind of watching why he's doing a little bit differently and not just obviously oh, yeah. your own performance because you know that that's a road you want to go down. Yeah. It's fun to, it's fun to see how different people do, you know, these different things and, you know, Resident Evil is such a big movie uh, to see how he handled the, the um, you know, the larger set pieces. And, but so much of directing is done in the pre-production phase and prepping because once you're shooting that train's moving, and there's only so much you can do, you know, uh, a lot of directing is hiring the right people and, 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 and finding, the the tone and the the production design everything before you you actually start start shooting and then it's just putting out fires and making sure that the train doesn't get derailed so you know it's 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 awesome to see see the pre-production side of things the post-production side of things and 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 during for sure 
Robbie, the movie's a lot of fun. Congratulations and congratulations on, you know, being such a big part of Ireland's lockdown early on. Oh, thanks, Mike. <laughs> I appreciate it. Great Take talking care. to you. Take care. See ya.